the decision must be made, you and I will certainly make it. The entire population of the earth is in the valley of decision at one time or another, regardless of nationality or religious background. The question is this, is Jesus Christ of Nazareth the Messiah, the Christ of God, whom God sent to redeem the lost? John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Is he God's only begotten Son, full of grace and truth? Is he the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and end? Revelation 21, 6. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. Is this Jesus Christ the only name under heaven by which we must be saved? Acts 4, 10 through 12. Be it known unto you all. And to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved." When one is presented with the Bible's account of Jesus Christ, one makes a decision to either believe upon this Jesus and confess him before men or to not. Dear visitor, if you fall into the not category, you are, as the Bible declares, dead in trespasses and sins, Ephesians 2.1. That can surely change for you today. In just a moment, I will invite you to follow me in a simple prompt, and if you do, everything changes. Today, all of your sins will be expunged from your record and washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. Today, your shame will be shattered. Today, all of Satan's bondages in your life will be broken. The bigger, the better. Today, your eternal soul is in your very own hands. Joel 3.14, multitudes, multitudes, in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Move now. Here's the prompt I promised. Click onto Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Genesis 6, 5 through 8. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. God said, Genesis seven seventeen through 23, And the flood was forty days upon the earth, and the waters increased and bare up the ark, and it was lift up above the earth. And the waters prevailed and were increased greatly upon the earth, and the ark went upon the face of the waters. And the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth, and all the high hills that were under the whole heaven were covered. Fifteen cubits upward did the waters prevail, and the mountains were covered. 
and all flesh died, that moved upon the earth, both of fowl and of cattle and of beasts, and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, and every man, all in whose nostrils was the breath of life of all that was in the dry land died, and every living substance was destroyed which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle, and the creeping things, and the fowl of the heaven, and they were destroyed from the earth, and Noah only remained alive, and they that were with him in the ark. God said, Matthew twenty four thirty seven through 39, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came, and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Man said, You're right. I don't know much about evolution, but men much wiser than me say it's true, so I'm going to follow the science. The guilt and shame that the Bible sticks on their sinners is not for me. I'll just take my chances. God is loving, and I'm lovable. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 1,125, that will once again certify the inerrant and supreme bona fides of the Word of God. All of these marvelous proofs are archived here in text and streaming audio for your edification and to be used as bait by the fishers of men. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for visiting. May God's beautiful face shine upon you with light and truth. A young salesman came into my office and became verbally combative when I used a term as benign as God willing. He let me know that he was an agnostic at best, and a person who required proof to satisfy his analytic mind. Of course, the young man was very doubtful that such proof would be forthcoming. I informed him that he was in a fortunate place. The man who wanted proof, and God said, man said, was fully prepared to deliver it. This interaction took place in the 1980s, which was before computers entered the picture in any meaningful way. On the top of my video monitor sat a group of cassette tapes of the original God Said, Man Said proof series. I gave the salesman the tapes and instructed him to listen between his sales appointments using the cassette player in his car. Several days later, the man called my office and said, I have a bone to pick with you. My immediate response was, that's not true. All the loopholes have been closed up and you're not willing to pay the price. He admitted this was true and went on to surrender his life to the Lord Jesus Christ. If you've taken the time to visit, read, and consider several God said, man said features, but have yet to surrender your life to Christ, you are most likely in the same place that young salesman was some 40 years ago, where all the loopholes have been closed up and you are unwilling to pay the price. This God said, man said feature adds to the supreme credibility of the Bible's record of Noah, the ark, and a global flood destroying the earth as men knew it. There are over 200 features on this website that reference this deadly global judgment. The discoveries concerning Noah are truly monumental, yet the evolutionists, the deniers, deny, 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 because that is what deniers must do 
or all is lost for them. Foundational to academia's God, evolution, is their theory of geological uniformitarianism. Uniformitarianism claims the present is the key to the past. Evolutionists assert that measuring geological history as it plays out in real time can be extrapolated backwards because they assume that all of life basically moves along at a steady, uniform pace. The contrasts between the camps of faith and unbelief are ever so glaring, especially in regard to creation and Noah's flood. Looking as they do through the eyes of unbelief, the evolutionists have neglected to consider two colossally major events that were anything but uniform. The first is the six-day creation. If a uniformitarian had arrived on earth at the end of the sixth day of creation— he would have assumed the earth and its universe would have had billions of years of history when it was only six days old. If a uniformitarian had met up with a fully developed Adam six minutes after God created him and breathed up his nostrils, the uniformitarian would assume age, even hundreds of millions of years of evolution, when the fact remains that Adam was only six minutes old. The second geological event that fully upends the premise of uniformity is the earth-ending global flood in the days of Noah, which happened nearly 4,400 years ago. Noah's Ark and the global flood, could this Sunday school staple actually be true? The uniformitarian theory is constantly being debunked, but the evolutionists trudge along as though they don't hear or see a thing. The reason for this is simple. They are deaf, blind, and even as the Bible says, dead in trespasses and sins, Ephesians 2.1. The solution to this deadly dilemma is what Jesus calls born again, John 3.3. 3. Born again is where unbelief is rejected and faith in Christ embraced, where one receives life and life more abundantly, even eternal life, where one receives ears to hear and eyes to see. A host of features on God said man said address Noah and the flood with new information arising constantly. Several samplings of previous God said man said features will follow before we present some of the latest that only the sighted can see. God said man said evidence of a legendary flood keeps flooding in. According to Bishop Usher's book, The Annals of the World, Sunday, December 7th, 2,349 B.C., Noah and his family and the creatures two by two entered into the ark that would carry them upon the floodwaters that would cover and destroy the entire earth, and the evidence supporting God's claim is overwhelming. Headline, February 8, 2016, Ancient Patriarchs, WordPress.com reads, Chinese mythology, clarified by my old legend, confirms Noah's flood history. Excerpts follow. In yet another version of the more than 500 global flood stories, the Chinese legend tells how the world was swept by a great flood, and only Fu Qi and his sister Nua survived. They then retired to Kunlun Mountain, where they prayed for a sign from the Emperor of Heaven, God, or as he is called in Chinese, Shang Di. Like the Chinese, the Mao 
are yet another ancient nation that remembers some of their earliest patriarchs. Not just that, but they possess surprisingly accurate recollections of the creation, the flood, and even the Tower of Babel and its confusion of languages. Many of the finer details of their accounts coincide almost identically with the biblical record in Moses' uh, book of Genesis. They were found to already possess this knowledge in the form of ancient couplets when they encountered Western missionaries for the first time. The oral traditions in which the descent of the mile was preserved owe to their purity to the fact that they have been reciting faithfully and in full at funerals, weddings, and other public occasions for thousands of years since time immemorial. Thus they are able to reproduce the earliest names of their primogenitors. According to the Mile, we all descended from the first man, whose Mile name translated in English means dirt or earth, which is identical to the meaning of the name Adam, the first man in the Bible. One of Adam's sons is called Seth, while dirt's son was called Seteh. The grand and great-grandchildren of Seth are called Methuselah, Lamech, and Noah in Genesis. In Mile records, they are named Lusu, Galu, Lama, and Nua, virtually identical names, and Nua was married to a lady called Gobolian. But that's not all. Noah, who survived the great worldwide flood, had three sons called Ham, Shem, and Japheth. In the Mile record, Nua also had three sons called Lohan, Loshen, and Yefu. Again, virtually identical, with low meaning something like Lao in China, Chinese meaning old or venerable like Lao Zi, for example, the famous father of Taoism. Even the children and grandchildren of Noah's three sons are amazingly similar. According to Genesis, Ham had Cush and Mizram. Shem had Elam and Asher, while Japheth had Gomer. According to the Mile record, Lohan had Kusa and Misa, Loshen had Elan and Gasser, whereas Yahu had Goman, from whom uh, this particular Mayo tribe claims to have descended. End of quotes. God said, man said, Brother Paul wants no answers. One of the world's most credible ancient historians, who was born several years after the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, was Flavius Josephus. He wrote the Antiquities of the Jews and the Wars of the Jews. In his possession, he had the commentary and backstory from the books from the Temple Library of many things that are found in the Bible. Josephus wrote the following concerning Noah and the global flood. He also references historians who were from antiquity and his time, he writes. After this, the ark rested on the top of a certain mountain in Armenia, which when Noah understood, he opened it, and seeing a small piece of land about it, he continued quiet and conceived some cheerful hopes of deliverance. But a few days afterward, when the water was decreased to a greater degree, he sent out a raven as desirous to learn whether any other part of the earth were left dry by the water and whether he might go out of the ark with safety. But the raven, finding all the land still overflowed, returned to Noah again. And after seven days, he sent out a duff to know the state of the ground, which came back to him covered in mud and bringing in olive branch. Hereby Noah learned that the earth was become clear of the flood. So after he had stayed seven more days, 
he sent the living creatures out of the ark, and both he and his family went out, when he also sacrificed to God and feasted with his companions. However, the Armenians called this place the place of descent. For the ark being saved in that place, its remains are shown there by the inhabitants to this day. Now all the writers of barbarian histories make mention of this flood and of this ark, among whom is Barossus the Chaldean, for when he is describing the circumstances of the flood, he goes on thus, It is said there is still some part of this ship in Armenia at the mountain of the Cordians, and that some people carry off pieces of the bitumen, which they take away and use cheaply as amulets for the adverting of mischiefs. Hieronymus, the Egyptian, also who wrote the Phoenician Antiquities, and Massius, and a great many more make mention of the same. Nay, Nicholas of Damascus, in his 96th book, hath a particular relation about them, where he speaks thus, There is a great mountain in Armenia, over Minyas, called Barus, upon which it is reported that many who fled at the time of the deluge were saved, and that one who was carried in an ark came on shore upon the top of it, and that the remains of the timber were a great while preserved. This might be a man about whom Moses, the legislator of the Jews, wrote. Other historical accounts are found in the 500-plus ancient societal records, nearly all of which are non-Judeo-Christian to tell of the flood. John D. Morris, Ph.D., president of the Institute for Creation Research, authored the feature article, Traditions of a Global Flood, in the November 2014 issue of Acts and Facts. Several paragraphs follow. One of the strongest evidences for the global flood that annihilated all the people on earth except for Noah and his family has been the presence of flood legends in the folklore of people groups from around the world. And the stories are all so similar. Local geography and cultural aspects may be present, but they all seem to be telling the same story. Over the years, I have collected more than 200 of these stories, originally reported by various missionaries, anthropologists, and ethnologists. While the differences are not always trivial, the common essence of the stories is instructive as compiled below. 1. Was the theory a favored family? 88%. Were they forewarned? 66%. Was the flood due to the wickedness of man? 66%. Was the catastrophe only a flood? 95%. Was the flood global? 95%. Was survival due to a boat? 70%. Were animals also saved? 67%. Did animals play any part? 73%. Did survivors land on a mountain? 57%. Was the geography local? 82%. Were birds sent out? 35%. Was the rainbow mentioned? 7%. Did survivors offer a sacrifice? 13%. And lastly, were specifically eight persons saved? 9%. End quote. Regarding the global nature of the flood, let's continue with a few bullet points. One, marine fossils have been found at the peaks near the summits of all the world's mountains. Two, three-quarters of the Earth's crust consist of sedimentary rocks which are formed almost entirely underwater. Number three. All sedimentary formations appear to have been formed rapidly via a catastrophe. Number four, nearly all fossils have been buried by water action. Five, 
the Midwestern part of the United States, including Wisconsin and Texas, are famous in part for the colossal sand mines laid down by ocean waves. Number six, the Chinese account, uh, account their origins as beginning with a catastrophic flood and their Noah-like savior. Seven, 80 whale skeletons, whale skeletons, excuse me, have been unearthed in the Peruvian desert. Eight, the famous Hell Creek Formation, covering areas in three U.S. states, is festooned with a strange grouping of fossilized creatures, dinosaurs, saw-toothed tigers, seagoing creatures of many stripes, and all were destroyed by a devastating flood. BBC News published a feature on December 19, 2019, titled World's Oldest Fossil Trees Uncovered in New York. Just two sentences follow. Scientists believe the force they, the fossilized trees, belong to was so vast it originally stretched beyond Pennsylvania. It's understood that force was wiped out by a flood. The researchers have found fish fossils on the surface of the quarry End of quote. How about the publication The Week, whose April 19, 2019 publication featured the following under the heading, The Day the Dinosaur Died. The new excavation site near Bowman, North Dakota, is full of fossils of sea creatures that were swept inland by giant waves tangled together with a mass of trees, flowers, and land-inhabiting vertebrates. The gills of the fish at the site are clogged with tectites, gravel-sized bodies composed of natural glass formed from the terrestrial debris ejected during meteorite impacts. The cataclysm essentially stockpiled the rarest and most poorly represented things in the rock formation in one deposit that we can study for decades, said Robert De Palma, the paleontologist who found the fossil bed. He says the site also contains dinosaur bones, which he will examine in future studies. And the quote, is North Dakota, USA near the ocean? I don't think so. The Bible is the most reliable, even inerrant account of all things it decides to address. Its histories and accounts are authored by God, a living eyewitness of the events, and they are far from reproach. End of quote. God said, men said, dinosaurs and sea monsters of the Bible found. On the pages of his book, Dragons of the Deep, author Carl Whelan displays the 50-foot-long, 40-ton sea monster Shonosaurus. The name means Soshone Mountain Reptile, Rylan writes. Shonosaurus was adopted as the state fossil of Nevada, the state in which the fossils from which it was first described were found. The location in which Shonosaurus fossils came to light is interesting, too. The Shoshone Mountains of Nevada are in the middle of a desert, yet 36 Shonosaurus fossils have been found together there at an altitude of over 7,000 feet. Some have suggested that this unusual grouping could have been from a whole school of these massive reptiles beaching themselves like some whales have been known to do. The problem with this explanation is that we know that such beached whales do not go on to form preserved fossil skeletons. Exposed on a beach, even their skeletons would just fall apart unless they were catastrophically buried. 
Imagine what sort of a catastrophe it would take to suddenly bury and cover 36 school bus-sized creatures. Another evidence of rapid burial and massive watery action is the fact that the 36 Shonasars were not found in haphazard directions, but all seemed to be more or less lined up in a north-south direction. This suggests that powerful water currents lined them up when they were washed into place by the catastrophe that preserved them. Since the Genesis flood covered the whole globe, it's no surprise that we find sea creatures in inland regions too, including the tops of high mountains, end of quote. Sea monsters in Nevada? Added information confirming God's word in Sunday schools, Noah and the ark just pours in. The headline in the May 20, 2022 issue of the week reads, The Sea Reptile That Could Eat a Giant Squid. The article speaks of the ichthyosaur, a giant seagoing reptile that could grow as large as a sperm whale. Several sentences from the feature follow. There are just a handful of specimens in the entire world, and scientists weren't sure whether the largest of the creatures had teeth like the smaller counterparts. Now a giant ichthyosaur, a tooth found in the Swiss Alps, which once lay at the bottom of the ocean, confirms that they did, reports the Guardian, UK. The tooth in question has a root of about two and a half inches wide. Its owner, the researchers think, would have been 65 feet long and would likely to have eaten smaller ichthyosaurs and giant squid. Here is really concrete evidence that in the past, Jurassic waters sheltered some truly massive ocean-going reptiles, possibly as large as the living blue whale, says Nick Fraser, a paleontologist at National Museums Scotland, who wasn't involved in the study. The owner of this tooth was not to be messed with. End of quote. In Creation Magazine's quarterly uh, feature, geologist uh, Michael J. Ord wrote the following concerning mountains, specifically Mount Everest. It is clear that the mountains were once under the ocean because the sedimentary rocks that form the tops of most mountains contain marine fossils. For example, Mount Everest is topped with a marine crinoid sea lily fossils embedded in limestone. This means that Mount Everest and other high mountains in our present world with their sedimentary rocks and fossils rose up out of the flood water during the later stages of the flood. End of quote. Earlier in the feature, we referenced Robert Ballard, the world's best-known underwater archaeologist regarding research conducted 22 years ago. Ten years ago, December 2012, ABC's Kristen Almanpour was interviewing Dr. Ballard. Several excerpts from that interview follow. The story of Noah's Ark and the Great Flood is one of the most famous from the Bible, and now an acclaimed underwater archaeologist thinks he has found proof that the biblical flood was actually based on real events. In an interview with Christine Amapour for ABC News, Robert Ballard, one of the world's best-known underwater archaeologists, talked about his findings. His team is probing the depths of the Black Sea off the coast of Turkey in search of traces of an ancient civilization hidden underwater since the time of Noah. Ballard's track record for finding the impossible is well known. 
1985, using a robotic submersible equipped with remote-controlled cameras, Ballard and his crew hunted down the world's most famous shipwreck, the Titanic. The question is, was there a mother of all floods, Ballard said. According to a controversial theory proposed by two Columbia University scientists, there really was one in the Black Sea region. They believe that the now salty Black Sea was once an isolated freshwater lake surrounded by farmland until it was flooded by an enormous wall of water from the rising Mediterranean Sea. The force of the water was 200 times that of Niagara Falls, sweeping away everything in its path. Fascinated by the idea, Ballard and his team decided to investigate. We went in there to look for the flood, he said. Not just a slow-moving, advancing rise of sea level, but a really big flood that then stayed. The land that went under stayed under. 400 feet below the surface, they unearthed an ancient shoreline, proof to Ballard that a catastrophic event did happen in the Black Sea. By carbon dating, shells found along the shoreline, Ballard said he believes that they have established a timeline for that catastrophic event, which he estimates happens around 5000 B.C. Some ex experts believe this was around the time when Noah's flood could have occurred. The earlier Mesopotamian stories are very similar, where the gods are sending a flood to wipe out humans, said biblical archaeologist Eric Klein. There's one man they choose to survive. He builds a boat and brings on animals and lands on a mountain and lives happily ever after. I would argue that it's the same story. End of quote. Arguments are made for a localized flood, and it's true that various local floods occur annually. However, the word of God is clear. There was a global flood in the days of Noah that destroyed all upon the earth that had the breath of life in its nostrils, with the exception of the passengers on the ark. Everywhere we look, we find Noah. Staggering volumes of data that certify Noah are rejected by the world's carnal academics. R.G. Gallup, Ph.D., has the following to say in his book, Evolution, the Greatest Deception in Modern History. In 2 Peter 3, 5, it states, they willingly are ignorant. In today's world, the term supernatural, or the concept of God or creation, is considered outside the realm of real science. Life is here on earth, so secular scientists feel they must explain life naturalistically. Consequently, they believe that evolutionary doctrine and ignoring data contrary to evolution is legitimate. Thus, any evidence that supports a young earth or creation is automatically rejected or ignored. Although there is overwhelming evidence, uh, scientific evidence, supporting a young earth and divine creation, such evidence has been ignored by secular scientists because they would have to admit that evolution is wrong. Many scientists hold to the evolutionary doctrine for fear of being ridiculed. As one good naturalist put it, any hint of teleology, i.e. intelligent designer purpose, must be avoided. A geneticist once said that the scientific community requires the scientists to maintain two insanities at all times. One, it would be insane to believe in evolution when you can see the truth for yourself. Two, it would be insane to say you don't believe in evolution. All government work, research grants, papers, big college lectures, everything would stop 
I'd be out of a job or relocated to the outer fringes where I couldn't earn a decent living. End of quote. God's word is true and righteous altogether. A place to build a life that will last forever. Embrace the beautiful book. God said, Genesis 6, 5 through 8, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. God said, Genesis seven seventeen through 23. And the flood was forty days upon the earth, and the waters increased and bare up the ark, and it was lifted up above the earth. And the waters prevailed and were increased greatly upon the earth, and the ark went upon the face of the waters. And the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth, and all the high hills that were under the whole heaven were covered. Fifteen cubits upward did the waters prevail, and the mountains were covered. And all flesh died that moved upon the earth, both of fowl and of cattle and of beast, and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, and every man." All in whose nostrils was the breath of life of all that was in the dry land died. And every living substance was destroyed, which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle and the creeping things and the fowl of the heaven. And they were destroyed from the earth, and Noah only remained alive, and they that were with him in the ark. God said, Matthew twenty-four thirty-seven through 39, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Man said, You're right. I don't know much about evolution, but men much wiser than me say it's true, so I'm going to follow the science. The guilt and shame that the Bible sticks on their sinners is not for me. I'll just take my chances. God is loving, and I'm lovable. Now you have the record.